0: welcome to episode 31 of broad street hustle as always i'm your host Tommy nanny bringing you a action-packed show tonight we're going to kick it off with the phillies talk there off of the big signing of trey turner and a couple others so we're going to jump into that talk about where that leaves the phillies uh what their lineup might look like is there other moves to be had so we'll get deep into that we'll maybe touch on some of the other teams and free agents and then our normal our normal show we're going to We're gonna touch on the Eagles Titans from last week. Look ahead to the Giants game, and recap. And then our favorite part is the picks and the picks recap. And then our picks. So um, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, As always, joining me, my co-host Jason Sada. What's up, Tom? What's up, and Jimmy the Chalk? What's up, guys? What's up, Jimmy the Chalk? And our fourth fourth co-host right now, he would just be referred to as Meek. Until he gets, uh, he earns the name back with his picks. <laughs> Meek, how are you doing?
1: What's up, guys?
0: What's up? What's up? So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Let's let's talk some Phillies Phillies baseball. Um, didn't didn't think we well. I guess we did kind of expect to talk Phillies baseball. This is the time of year when they sign the free agents and some deals get done. So if you haven't heard already, Philly signed Trey Turner. That was kind of the the player that they coveted, and that's the guy they got. Um, I'm sure Bryce Harper had a lot to do with that, but, uh, let's jump into it. Jason, obviously your thoughts and where does that leave the Phillies? What, what do you see for the future? I mean, all positive.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I've been saying for a while, if I, if I could have found the bet somewhere on one of the sites for where Trey Turner was going, I probably would have mortgaged my house that he was coming here. Harper wanted him, you know, he's got, so many connections to, to the Phillies. His wife's from around here and stuff like that. So I knew it was happening. It's just it's just a matter of when. I'm still excited to hear it happen. I, I think he's a phenomenal baseball player. He's going to be a great fit for this, this team and, and the lineup. Uh, he's going to be here forever. You know, that's one of the things I loved about the Harper signing is, like, you could go out and get – this guy's jersey, and you'll have like a ten-year jersey, right? You
0: yeah, he's got no any. opt-out clause, no trade clause. It's he's not like, going anywhere. Yeah, he's just here. like
2: Harper. They'll be here until God knows when. So, uh, I, I think it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I wish the season was starting sooner than it's going to start.
0: Yeah, not having Harper to start the season is a little bit of a of a downer, I would say. But you know, this definitely is gonna is gonna help. Jimmy, DeChalk, your your sentiment on it.
3: Yeah, I, uh, Unless uh, Turner decides he wants to change his number at some point, that uh, that purchase should be good for a while. You know, um, I think he's pretty much. You know, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, he's he's the guy that we all had at number one on the list for a number of different reasons. So the fact that um, they were able, you know, that they felt the same way and, and they prioritized it and they got it done always makes you feel good, and the fact that he, um, the Phillies were not the uh, team that offered him the most money, uh, San Diego, I think, uh, offered him more money, um, not that he's taken that much of a haircut to come here, <laughs> you know, it was 300 million uh, plus either way, but um, the fact that, you know, we're kind of back to where we were in, in, in the uh, you know, about a decade ago where you're going to pay free agents, but Cliff Lee took a little less than I think the Yankees were offering to come back here. And so Philadelphia is once again, a desirable location in which to play baseball and the excitement um, that we had through the postseason last year, they're willing to spend money. And like Jason said, I think March 30th is is opening day. Can't come soon enough at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you got to remember like baseball is 162 games. You're around, you're around your teammates for with six months, I guess, as a baseball, whatever it is, like, so the fact that Harper's on this team and he's, you know, he's friends with Harper, and there's, you know, he saw the relationship that they had during the run. It, that makes a difference. Where to your point, like, you know, when you're already making three hundred million, you could pass up an extra five, ten million to go yeah. somewhere you want to play for ten years, eleven years. I right. mean, that's the rest of your life. You know, your your career, whatever you want to say. How about you, Meeker? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming all positive.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, they. He- they needed much. They they had to have a leadoff hitter, which they haven't had basically. In I don't know how long. Schwarber. I can't you know, wait until
0: Schwarber leads off opening day and the whole and the
1: whole city. Going. burns itself I don't. Itself know what you're down. Saying. I don't. I don't know. I don't see that. I mean, why why would I, you want to have? Why would you want to have Schwarber leading off if he if he's got potential to hit behind a guy like Turner who gets on base, and instead of all his home runs being solo home runs, now they're two run home runs. Doesn't make sense to me, but. I think he's going to lead off. We'll see what happens. I think he's going to leave but much needed speed, much needed range at shortstop. I think that's important, you know, with the shift. No shift this year. I mean, he of all the shortstops, he might not have been the best defensive shortstop, but he probably has the best range and I think they're really solid up the middle with this move. Cuz Marsh is a decent center fielder. I think he made a couple playoff, you know, mistakes in the playoffs out in center field, but I think, you know, overall he's probably pretty good defensive center fielder. So, I think it's uh, it's a great move, and uh, you know they stretched it out, so they had a little bit more money to spend with some starting pitching. Maybe pick up a couple of relievers along the way, and we'll be set.
2: The, the other big thing uh, with the rule changes this year is you're only allowed to throw the, the first.
3: Yeah, that's, place. that's yeah. wild. Well, you so can throw a
0: third time, but you have to get him out.
3: Yeah, and the oh, bag right. the bags, the bags, are, bags bigger. are bigger. so yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he, so he's
0: so going to be still on bases. You throw that third time, and he's safe. Then he advances. Well, that's probably
2: why if a guy leaves early, then you're. Or if a guy takes a
0: ridiculous lead. Yeah.
2: You can step off.
0: Otherwise, they would just let you. Right.
2: I heard a stat.
1: I heard a stat that someone threw out there. Maybe Brad Lidge on uh, uh, MLB Network. He's the only player in baseball that over the last five years has over 90 home runs and over 160 steals. The only player in baseball that has that.
0: Uh, yeah, his stats and are he don't. He, he don't strike out either. I mean, he, he puts contact to the ball. I think I was. I heard. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard it. Um, St. Louis Cardinals put out like a hype video to try to attract him, and they had John Heem, the actor, like do the the narration. And one of the lines that he said is he he plays baseball so effortlessly, which I thought was like one of the the best way to describe Trey Turner is you watch him play, and it's like doesn't even look like he's moving or he's swinging even hard he's really sliding yeah everything like, he's, him just slide. Smooth, he's so smooth in his action yeah
3: <clears throat> yeah um, i've probably, probably seen that that slide he, he made against the phillies in the home like uh, a million times in the last three weeks or whatever <laughs> where yeah it just yeah. like boom jumps right up like just one motion very smooth but it Man, is it's, it's just
0: effortless baseball so i i mean he's gonna be he's gonna be fun to watch now let's get into uh, Meeker, you kind of brought it up. You, you know, you you mentioned he's the leadoff hitter, and and you know we kind of joked about Schwarber, but w- do we really think that, Jason? What, what would your, I mean, what, what do you think? And then what would your actual lineup probably look like?
2: Well, I, barring I think that,
0: I, the Hoskins are still here. You have Harper healthy, etc. Yeah, you know? right. So we're talking
2: like June ish, right? When Harper's back, I I honestly think, and I don't agree, with I think Schwarber's still going to lead off. I think. You know, I think it'll be Schwarber. Uh, I'll tell you what I think it's going to be, and I tell you, I'll tell you what I want it to be. So I think it'll be Schwarber, Turner, Harper, because you'll go left, right, left. I think they'll put JT fourth. I would. Now again, I'm going to give you my order. I'm going to give you this portion, which is going to be my slant on it. But I would, I would hit Castellanos behind JT, and that's because I would want. Hoskins to protect him, right? So you, Castellanos will get more fastballs because he swings at everything. So you don't want you know you don't want Hoskins and then Castellanos because then Castellanos might not have as much protection. They'll be you know throwing throwing pitching around them and stuff like that. So I would do Castellanos, Hoskins, Boehm, Stop, Marsh. That's yeah. I'm sorry. That's the lineup that I that I think they're going to do. My lineup would be. Would basically switch out. so It would have yeah. Turner first. I would hit Harper second, though. I wouldn't put Schwerber second. Because, uh, to me, you want your, your best hitters to have the most at-bats, right? So, you're moving Harper up to second. Turner and Harper getting your most at-bats. I would hit JT third just because I went right, left, right. And then Schwerber fourth, followed by Castellanos, Hoskins, Bungstadt, and and Marsh. That would be my ideal lineup.
0: Yeah, how about you, Chalky?
3: I mean, I would definitely lead Turner off if it were up to me. Um, And then if you're, you know, I mean, Thompson seems to like to play the left-right, left, or right-left, right, you know, matchups early in the lineup. So I probably would have leaned Schwarber second, but I think to Jason's point, there's certainly a valid argument to put him fourth. And I I couldn't find the stats to see, like, how many at-bats the... One and two hall hitters for Phillies got this year versus like four to see how many at bats that would have cost Schwarber. You guys hitting forty some home runs, you don't move them too far down, but I would not lead them off. Um, so second or fourth, real middle to in between. So uh, although I think I would lean towards putting Schwarber second while Harper's out, I, I think just to get those bats that bat you know sooner uh, yeah, to come to the plate. Um, now five and six, I mean I think Castellanos is five. Six, I, I in my mind, I toyed with the idea of putting Boehm six if he's if he is hitting for average rather well, and then you don't have protection behind Hoskins, but if you get another guy on base in front and you you put his bat in the bottom third of the lineup, you're getting some power in there. Um, I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but I, I don't know that it would be a terrible idea at least to, to flirt with a little bit. My fear is that you know with um, or especially earlier in the year, you know that he tries to hit. Hoskins second again, which would be disastrous, uh, I think, with with the, the options they'll have. But um, I wouldn't be against putting Hoskins down at, at seven um, when they're at full capacity, depending on how Boehm is going. You'll have a couple months to see how Boehm is hitting that point. If Boehm's hitting 215, I wouldn't put him above uh, Hoskins. But I think it's something that should be thought about. But Turner leads off for me.
1: All right, how about you, Meeker? Yeah, I think, uh, I, think I have the same lineup that Jason said that he would have Turner, Harper, Real Muto, Schwarber, Castellanos, Hoskins, Bohm, Stott, Marsh. That's the way I would go. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess we're all going to find out how much there not being a shift is going to affect things and they might start changing some things just based on that. I don't really know. I mean, you know, we haven't had that situation in how many years? Forever, basically. Like last 15 years when the shift became pretty prevalent. So we'll see if that affects the way that like, Schwarber, is he, like, a two hundred and fifty hitter without a shift versus a two hundred and twenty hitter, you know, with the shift? Yeah, I
0: mean, the averages, you're going to see averages go up,
1: for sure. Yeah. You're going to see. Yeah. I don't know how um, many
3: outs Schwarber made into the shift. It seemed like Harper certainly made a ton. Um, but I was listening, I was listening to, to somebody talking, and, and I didn't really watch a lot of Dodgers games this year. And I guess Turner being a righty man, I've seen the shift as much. But they said Turner uh, got a lot of... Um, infield or, or, you know, little hits going, you know, when they shifted, I guess they shifted towards towards the left side of the infield. He was knocking the ball where they weren't playing. He's fast enough to get down there and, and beat it out. And if they were, they can't do that anymore, then those are some easy singles that aren't going to be available to him anymore, which, again, he can adapt. But I didn't yeah, watch the Dodgers that, game to say whether he was doing that, that or not. That sounds
0: but. to me more like he was. He knew how they were playing and he was putting the ball where they weren't on purpose. Right. Not like he was, you no, know, he wasn't the ball on it, or sure, something but. and just getting lucky, but... Um, yeah i mean my lineup i'm not going to go through it all it's i i think turner should lead off but you know i i don't know what what they're thinking with the schwarber situation so we shall see but but it does i mean as long as hoskins is still on his team on opening day it, it now turns hoskins into a valuable player because you no longer he's no longer your two hitter he's your sixth or seventh hitter so when he is streaky and he's in one of his slumps where he's over 36 it doesn't really affect you as much but when he's in one of his streaks where he's He's hitting six home runs in three nights, or whatever. It's, I mean, you're getting that power from the bottom of your lineup, which there's not many teams that I think will be able to match something like that. So I think that's the huge part.
2: I'll tell you one thing I would consider, and I should have said this when I was giving my lineup because you're you're, you're basically like re, restarting the order at the bottom. I might switch out Marsh and Stott and put Marsh eighth and Stott ninth. Just because I'd rather Stott – I like the way Stott works the count and gets one base and stuff well, like that. Well, I I mean, I, I
0: think there's some truth, too, to, to having your – like, Stott, bad nine, where he's seeing yeah. eight or nine pitches, where even if he gets out, there's – that pitcher's ultimately going to have a letdown, right, with the next I hitter. Agree. It's like, who I yeah. just got out of this. Yeah. And then – so now you're getting a Turner up or whoever, whatever your right. top of your lineup's going to look like. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I would, I would agree it. with that, yeah.
1: What do you think? Yeah, the, what do you think stop, they'll man. do in in Harper's absence? You know, with is Hall gonna be your guy? Yeah, gonna think, I
2: think I think you're gonna see like a, you're gonna see Hall sometimes. You're gonna see Sosa sometimes. Like probably put Boehm at first. Sosa. Yeah, you're gonna Boehm, be able to
0: tweak the in. DH and set. You're gonna get more right. days off for even a JT yeah, from might the Yeah, play a little and bit I more. You'll see
2: Virling play, and you'll see you know Schwarber or Castellanos DH in. I mean, it's Uh, actually
0: nice because if you can survive, which you you should be still with this lineup, you're going to have rested players who have been able to DH, they're not in the field all the time. I'll
2: I'll tell you one key thing is you might see Real Muto do it a lot. Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: what we just said. You're going to see him take a lot less days behind the catch. Yeah, yeah.
1: Going to get some time, sure, I think. He's a good little hitter. I don't mind that.
3: You know, I we, we've yeah, talked I about so. trading Hoskins. I don't, I don't know, or it's probably see it happening at this point. But if you wanted to get a look at somebody else at first, you can DH Hoskins and put Boehm at first or something for every now and then just to kind of mess around and, and see what that looks like. Because uh, there's no real plug and play guy except for I guess Hall, that you would put in there right now if you were to trade Hoskins and not get a first baseman back.
0: There's just there's no value in trading Hoskins right now. I mean, yeah, you're overstocked, I guess, at a DH position. You have you have a bunch of bad fielders, but. I mean, but you're I, going to try. You're trying to win a championship this year. Trading them like in a it'll that situation will play out in a few years, and then you know who to get rid of or who you're not getting rid of. I mean, H- Hoskins what is going to help you?
2: What if you get like a a lockdown young closer like Bednar from Pittsburgh or something? Like maybe. I mean, yeah, but, but you're if,
0: taking that lot. You're taking you're taking a bat out of your lineup now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, yeah, you're improving defensively. I mean, Marginally, I mean, you're putting boom at first. It's not like you're putting, you're not putting. Uh, no, you know, I, I mean, like, you know, I, it I,
3: it. I, I was, I was, I was not against trading Hoskins, but I thought it was least likely to happen. When we were talking before, but at the beginning of the off season, where you could make another move to sign a guy to fill that hole, it would well, more they, they were, now I you're even, not getting, you know, you're not going to get a guy. They floated
0: Segura uh, coming back and playing third, moving boom and Segura coming back if they were to trade Hoskins. Um, I would look at Brandon Belt, like if he was cheap. Even now, I would look at him like if you're good, if you could
2: get him for one year, you know, and then just throw him on the bench when you don't need him at the end of the year. Um, but if not, you could play him at first. He's a very good first
3: baseman. The, the other part like you DH can't Michigan.
0: really get is that like Hoskins is he's he's loved in that locker room. I mean, yeah, he's that's been there that's huge. Like that's him. huge. You're yeah. messing with chemistry if you get rid of and, him. I mean, I guess it just depends what the GM Bryce Harper has to say. So. If he's okay if he's okay with it's it then maybe it'll It's pretty happen. much his team. It's pretty
2: much his team. I mean we gotta give Dombrowski credit
0: I don't, don't though. He's like I, don't I mean think Dombrowski's been Austin able to convince
1: They start. I don't think Austin's is going yeah, to
0: Yeah, I, I I would ag- No, not at this point. I would agree. Alright, well let's move let's move on. Um so they did pick up a, a starting pitcher and they did pick up a relief pitcher as well. What's our thoughts on, on those two guys? We'll keep in the same order, Jason. Um Thoughts on yeah you know, I, I, the starter and reliever. Yeah, I like Taiwan Walker a lot. I think it's
2: a I think it's a great move for him to be your fourth starter. Uh, you know, some people are complaining about the money he got. Look at the money everybody's getting. Yeah, right? it's, I know. it's in line. It's, it's you know, and you could probably compare him to and Tyan because Tyan got a similar contract. Um, just to kind of I I guess the Cubs who signed Tyan was it the Cubs Cubs I think it was the Cubs. Um, So that's going to be a comparison that you could look at all year to see if they made the right move there. Um, It's arguable to me. I think it's, you know, I think they're both good pitchers. I think they both would fit as fourth starters. Um, So I like it a lot. And then this this guy Strom, Matt Strom, I, I, I don't really know a ton about him. I was looking at his stats. He's a lefty. He hasn't been a relief pitcher for long. Last year, I think was his first full year in relief. He did a real nice job. So you know, it's another it's another arm for the bullpen. I'm fine Look, with it. I think they're gonna add one more. I think they're gonna
0: get. Add and relief pitchers are up and down. A guy who stunk last year might be the, one of the best relief pitchers this year. It's it's yeah, so he could hard come to predict. Here. The pitching coach could, you know, turn them around. or right. And a relief pitcher better. is somebody your if your team is where it wants to be at the trade deadline, that's, they're, they're guys you're going to go after. You just need arms, serviceable arms that are going to keep you where you need to be to get to that point. How about you, Chalky? I'll throw you – Go ahead.
2: Um, I was just going to say, I'll throw you one arm i really like to see them look at. And I think uh, it would hurt the Mets. Seth Lugo, I always liked him. I always thought he had a good arm. I always thought he would be a nice addition to their bullpen, and it would hurt the Mets. So um, I think there's one more guy coming. I'm hoping it's him, but there's a couple of guys out there. There's Givens. There's a couple of guys that that are still available, but one more guy's coming.
0: Chalky, the the other acquisitions. I mean, it gets all positive, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I might for the you know they they signed essentially the same contract. I probably would have leaned. Uh, Tylon, I don't even—I never say his name right. But uh, over over Walker, but it, I don't—I don't see it as like a big drop. But both have had injury uh, problems the last couple of years. They've come back off of that. I would have took a waiver on him. Walker as still Walker.
0: eats up pretty good, pretty good amount of innings. Yeah, yeah so and he changes he, he changes
3: pitches up a little bit. And if he if he can throw like he did this year, I think he'll be all right at Citizens Bank. Um, and and you know, like you said, with the relievers, I mean, I'd like to see like another another reliever added there. But I mean. When you look at two thousand and eight, like two of their most important relievers were Scott Eyre and J.C. Romero, who were guys that were designated for the minors when the Phillies picked them up, and they were able to get them right. And they—that's I say. I mean, really, yeah, I've contribute. seen so Chad many Chad Durbin, like I mean, those guys. So, um, and I've
0: seen so many arms that have like were cooked, and all of a sudden you you look and their ERA is like below one, and they're yeah, they're, yeah. they're no inherited runners. You're like, wait, how did that happen? So, I mean, my my wishful my, my wishful
3: thinking for the rotation was that they could maybe pull off a trade to get. I didn't think they were going to be able to sign, you know, any of the big name pitchers out there. But, you know, noah has got one year left before he's going to be a free agent, open market, getting a big, big contract from somebody and not necessarily us. So thinking long term, if you could make a big deal and give up some of these prospects for. And, I, you know, I could throw names out there. No idea if any of them are actually on the market. Like, sure, I could say, yeah, trade for Zach Gallen. Well, Arizona might not <laughs> ever want to listen for that. But, you know, if there was a deal to be had with trading some of the top level uh, talent in the minors to bring in a guy that can be your your second starter for years to come or, or you know I, I would have looked into that um, assuming Dombrowski didn't but um, you know I, I but I, I think you're just filling out pieces at this point and and I don't have any qualms or, or issues with what they what they were able to do.
0: Look, they got some young arms that might be able to – who are going to try to step up themselves. I mean, and that's something to yeah, Painter's definitely going to sure. get a look
3: at some point this
1: year, it, it sounds like. Yeah. and um, you know, uh, so. Meeker,
0: what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I, you just kind of brought it up. I mean, I think they're bridging a gap right now to get to these young arms like Painter. Uh, I'm not a big Taiwan Walker fan, to be fair. I think that the contract was a little too much for him. But you look at the landscape of the pitchers that were out there. I mean, a lot yeah. You know, he, he was probably amongst top three or four, four, <clears throat> four that were left over, and they needed a, another starter. Like, I'm fine with it. It's not my money, you know. But in the end, um, I, I wish I would have made a play for Bassett, but I understand that comes with some drafts some draft picks with it right based on his
2: and more money yeah. which you they, they had a threshold that they don't want to <laughs> go over to get to the second level of yeah i just the, i the worry tax.
1: about walker's arm though he's had a history of injuries you know so i hope he doesn't break down <clears throat> during the year but that's about it i mean i i think that you like you said he's an innings eater when he's healthy you know and uh you know he's an average pitcher but I mean, if,
0: we just spent an entire season with our fourth our fourth starter basically being on and off the injured reserve list with Eflin, and, you know, you got through it. It, it, I mean, your your fourth starter is is intertwined with your fifth starter, who then is intertwined with your sixth and seventh starter at some point during the season. Yeah, you want
2: your fourth starter to give you six innings, three runs. Yeah, I mean, mean? as long –
0: you know, you need your top three guys to to perform, and then after that, everything else is just kind of luxury. So
1: It's just Um, just amazing in today's game how that's $72 million, though, for that. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, but it's, just the it's way it's all it is relative
0: today. to everybody's getting it. Yeah, I mean, I with the I told you in nineteen whatever year they they the league made fifty one million and last year they made that, what was it eleven billion? <laughs> that's so, crazy. I mean that's yeah. that's, that's why? Uh-huh. Um, so I know Jason touched on it briefly, and we might not really have too much, but what else is out there too? Like, what other moves do you, do you possibly see? To wrap this before you know March 30th starts off, Jason. I know you mentioned that an, ar- an arm that you saw. I think, one, I think I think they have room for one more arm because they had.
2: I want to say they had 35 million available before they signed Walker, so he ate up 18 of it. This other guy was what eight, I think. So they probably have like nine million for another reliever. So, I so think that's a relief, p- yeah, say.
0: just a relief pitcher. No big trade, no nothing nah. that you can see.
2: No, I don't. I don't think they're making any trades.
0: Chalky, anything different on your side?
3: No, I don't think there's. A, I mean, the only way to make a big splash at this point would be to make a trade, and I, I think there's nothing cooking that
1: we could guess reasonably. So,
0: and Meeker for you, same, same I w- ideas.
1: I wish that they, they, you know, would get a a real closer. I mean, if we're gonna give this job to Dominguez this year, we're gonna play the game with the matchups and Dominguez no, or Alvarado or. Will right, well, be Dominguez. If We hand the job to him. I'm, I'm, fa- I'm fine with that. Um, but you know, because I don't think they're gonna trade Hoskins for like a, 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 closer. I don't think that's gonna happen. So I think, yeah, you know, like you said, like a Chad Durbin-ish type player. will be. That's what they'll pick up. You know, just to round out the roster. Who are you gonna? Who okay. are you gonna start well- fifth? Walter. Is that, is that who you're going into the season with? Is
2: I think in the beginning of the year, it's going to be Falter. And then uh, they're going to try to work Painter in by the second half. And, you know, you might see that Sanchez get starts.
0: Yeah. Um, what about like Abel? That. Wasn't Abel one of the arms that they've been He's another around. guy. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to let the players got to play it out to say you really can't say now because you don't, you know, who you have slotted in might look like, might look terrible. And who you weren't expecting might look good. So you know, it's that's the beauty of the fifth starter, the fourth starter. You have some room there. Um, and they could always pieces. add a Joe, a Joe Blanton at the trade. Right, deadline, and right? then the other you thing know. with this team is is the trade deadline. Once the once you, your pieces fall into place, and then you have the trade right. deadline, you're going to see you're going to see Dumbrowski probably make a splash to try to try to get him over the edge. Well, before we move to football, let's. Uh, I guess we could touch a little bit around the league um, for some of the. The bigger the bigger names that dropped off the board, the Verlanders, the, the I think, Bogarts, uh, Judge re-signing. Um, Jason, what, what what do you think? I guess we'll go to Van, Verlander, you know, a 40-year-old pitcher making whatever it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, Meeker, you want to talk about throwing money. You're throwing, you know, two years, $40 million a year at a guy who's 40 years old who has had arm trouble in the last couple of years.
1: He's also coming off the I high am, award season, though. So,
2: hey, he is. Yeah, absolutely, but, but at forty he's years also old, usually it's hard. 40. To... Well, it's, it's two years. It's like a
0: nickel claimer. It's like a nickel claimer running the best buyer of his life. It, the chances of that happening again. Ah,
1: it's not a big I, risk, I, though. I mean, I know it's a lot of money for two, but it's only two years. I mean, we're not you're not going long term on the guy, you know. So you just got to get two years out of him. That's it.
2: Well, I mean, you, you. What is your window with the, with the Mets when you already have Scherzer? Who's
3: Scherzer? Who's yeah. thirty eight, right? I think that's why they. I think Ow. that's why they did it. There wasn't there was unless the you are going to get <laughs> Rodon. I mean, there is no other big name out there. Once they lost the Grom to kind of fill that spot, and Scherzer, like you said, is. I mean, you got two guys, the two highest-paid pitchers in, in the league are on the same team at 39 and 40 years old. So they got to try to do something in the next couple years. They can't wait for a guy to come up in two or three years to to make a big splash in, in a free agency for another pitcher unless they had a trade that they had lined up. So I think their hand was kind of forced, and he was the guy that was was out there, and they that's the market for it. So.
1: I, I think they were shocked oh, that DeGrom left. I really do. I think the Mets were not expecting that, and that's a knee Well, knee-jerk they didn't reaction. want to give
2: DeGrom— they didn't want to give Degrom five years, yeah. which the Rangers are out of their minds. For, yeah, for Texas. What they could, did. He'll go to Texas and be forgotten. Probably. They're, they're, <laughs> they're a team that spends money every year and they stink every year. Like they're mm-hmm. that. That's a bad contract. But I mean, again, I am not threatened by the Mets having the Scherzer, other the other and thing,
0: and you've seen it often Orlando. in these playoffs. These, especially these older pitchers, these horses. By the time October comes around. And now November comes around; these their arms are shot. Scherzer's arm was shot in the playoffs. I mean, Verlander had a good—what was it, Game Five or whatever? But you could see he was showing signs of it. So, you know, yeah, good, great. And when the playoffs come around, see if these these forty-year-olds. Scherzer's had late
3: season issues for two years now. He had a dead arm with the Dodgers in the playoffs. I
0: mean, it's it's, They're forty-year-old guys. I mean, even the young pitchers, even the Nolas were—you know—Wheelers were starting to to get a dead arm. These younger guys, so.
1: I told you that I thought I thought the Phillies kind of shelved Wheeler on purpose, you know, so that yeah, he was healthier towards did. the end of the year when they There's needed no him blessing. most. Yeah,
0: I mean that's the importance. That's why in the playoffs, it's all it's your bullpen is is the or the pitchers. It's it's your bats and your bullpen because these yep. starters aren't you know going four innings.
2: So one thing I wanted to bring up real fast is uh, I I've been hitting the Phillies odds for you know for them to win the national league to, to win the world series they were still 22 to 1 as of after turner was signed i was hitting before does, that because i that knew they sense. were gonna sign. it doesn't i mean now they're down to like 16 to 1 on bet 365 but uh draft kings was on top of everything but like you'll find places that they just they're not on top of like switching out odds so it's definitely worth it to. And I know Tommy. Uh, sorry to bring this up, Tom. It's a sore spot with you, but like for you guys, for Meeker and Jimmy, uh, you got to open like multiple, multiple uh, different uh, betting sites because there's some sites that just drop the ball and stuff. Like, like I said, bet three sixty five was still twenty two to one after they signed Turner. Now it's down to sixteen to one. But you know, how long did it take jump for them on that to drop
1: the odds? Was it like literally the next?
2: Uh, I I just checked today and it was down. Um, like I said, when did they sign Turner? Was that Tuesday? When well, well that yesterday
0: difference? you sent a text saying that it was still twenty-two to one or
2: Monday. Yeah, maybe it was, I think think it was
3: Monday they signed him, Yeah. 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 yeah, so,
2: yeah.
1: so
3: yeah. So,
0: I mean, it, it definitely took
2: overnight, yeah. which should be enough time for you guys to jump on and you know throw stuff on.
3: Yeah. Well, that's right. that's anything out sight of available in Pennsylvania yet, but.
2: Yeah, so me it's available to me and Meeker. Well, none of yeah, but I mean, it's crazy. I'm that. just
3: looking here; like, FanDuel has Phillies win the World Series ten to one. DraftKings says thirteen. Like, that's ten to one. This is pretty significant difference at this point, you know. So shop around if you can do it. Jeez. Yeah, in I mean the local the local
0: book too. You know, you're, the DraftKings here in Pennsylvania might look different than you know some somewhere else, but I mean, there's just not much you can do about that. All right, let's, let's move on. Any, any other baseball chat before we, we jump to some football? I think we, we covered the, the hot no, stove the only, pretty
3: well.
1: The only thing I would say is, I mean, who didn't know Aaron Judge was going to go back to the Yankees? I mean, he got more money. John Apparently John Heyman didn't. But. but, I mean, no matter what the difference was in, I mean, if it wasn't as significant a difference enough for him to leave the Yankees. He's just better off being a Yankee, you know, and just playing in that market. It's just going to make more money just by being a Yankee, let alone the contract. Yeah.
3: Uh, San Diego little, like, had a billion dollars worth of contracts out there, and somebody finally took their money. So <laughs> now they have, they're have; they going to have to sign Soto soon to a huge contract. And Machado has an opt-out. So I'm just wondering if they don't expect to keep one or both of those guys coming up. Because how many of those – they just, you know, Tatis has got a big deal. Uh, I mean, if it keeps getting suspended, they won't be paying it out. But so I'm wondering, like, if they, they those are four big bats. But I don't know if they, they are expecting to keep them past this year. So that that'll be something interesting to look at.
2: I mean, they're trying to compete with the Dodgers, so they they might they they have a lot of money. Yeah, you know, they might want to just keep all those guys. I mean, that's a that's a that's a tough lineup, man. You got yeah. Bogarts, Machado,
3: Tatis, uh,
2: Soto. Yeah, well, that's the best four, best four in
3: the league.
2: That's a murderer's row, man. I mean, that, that rivals our lineup. It's probably better than our, that Philly's lineup. I mean, close. we don't have
3: four guys that can match those guys. That's close. So you heard it here first. Machado opts out. Philly signed
1: him for third. Move bonus first <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh, jeez, God. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> let's,
0: let's, let's move on to some football talk. Uh, we'll cover, we'll briefly touch. You know, I don't have to go too into it. Um, uh, the Eagles with one of their more impressive wins of the season, um, and then one of your hosts predicted a double-digit win, uh, but we all kind of came to the same conclusion that we we didn't believe the Titans were a very, you know, as good as their being a division leader and their record may have shown. Um, they were one-dimensional in most parts, and I mean it kind of played out that way. I guess the Eagles' offense putting it up on the defense was impressive uh, for sure, but. Jason, what was your takeaway from those that game?
2: Yeah, like you said, it was an impressive win. Uh, so, you know, you look what they did get, did against the Packers. They ran the ball for 360 yards against the Packers because the Packers couldn't stop the run. And then they said, all right, well, the Titans can't stop the pass, so we're going to pass. And Hertz throws for 380 yards. So, yeah, easy win. I, I think the Titans are the type of team, you know, once they got down multiple scores, they're done. Because they need to run the ball to stay in the game, and you know, you, you, Tannehill's not going to light the world on fire throwing the ball, and they don't they don't have anybody to even throw the ball to. So that game was over as soon as the Eagles put. A, put yeah, a and then once Burks the went
0: out, they really had nobody. And nobody. The ball to. And one w- of the, w- their w- best. Kondo, I mean, after that, their best plays were Tannehill scrambles, like almost all their yeah yardage came from scrambles from him. Which, I mean, you're in trouble when that's your best play. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, they they were done. Um, so, you know, another big win, what could you say? Chalky?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look, hey, I'm I, I mean, I the one that picked the Titans to win, and it wasn't because I thought the Titans were a really good team. I just thought stylistically they had a chance to give the Eagles uh, some trouble with what they were good at, and they weren't able to establish the run effectively early, and then, you know, Eagles got a couple scores, and, and they couldn't go back to it, so um their team that bullies people and the eagles were pushing them around you know most folks are pricing the highlight where i think it was kelsey and dickerson uh, blocked a guy and they threw him out like jason used to toss people out of the club uh you know and they just bullied him around and last like jason said packers you saw him run all over and we said last week titans pass defense was suspect and you know the starters didn't play the fourth quarter, and Hertz still had his most completions of the year, his most attempts, and his most passing yards in a single game. And um, you saw right there why they went and got AJ Brown, and the Tennessee GM got fired after the game because they <laughs> they saw they said why did we trade this guy and they fired the GM. I mean Brown is on his way to putting together one of the most impressive seasons as a receiver that uh we've probably seen the last couple decades maybe since to's 2004 year and you saw why they got him you know the first touchdown got called back because he was a, a toenail was out but that was a different type of catch than he made when he got the touchdown where he just ran through the guy to where he had the 50 50 ball where he's excellent at not giving away where the ball is coming when he's got to go over like over another guy to get it so um and special teams had a decent day so other than the massive false starts on the offensive line, I don't think there's really anything to complain about from that game.
2: And, Tom, you could attest, that I not predict going right back to Brown for yeah. the, yep. the touchdown? I yeah, said you should go right go back to him.
0: Yeah, we had some uh, nice Brown props that all hit pretty pretty. I easily. think after yeah, I the mean,
3: touchdown like celebration, cool. they had to go back to him because he still he had to come back and score after he was beating the— uh, That Bulls. was like
0: free money, too. <laughs> Brown yards, receptions. Uh, and, yeah. This was like, that's crazy. Meek, yeah. what was your— uh, Final thoughts?
1: Yeah, the most impressive thing was the GM losing his job, right, after that um, after that beatdown. But, yeah, I mean, they shut down Henry, and that's what they needed to do. That team just wins, you know, dies, lives and dies with Henry, and they died because, you know, he couldn't run. Tannehill was not going to beat you with his arm. They got to the quarterback like six times, I think, six sacks in the game. You know, so that's pretty impressive. 26 first downs in this game, and they barely ran the ball, and they had 26 first downs. So yeah, you know, just a beatdown. Uh, and look, Hurts has now shown that he can beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his arm against defenses that are good against the rush. And he 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 made all the throws. And you know, right now, I mean, I, I other than maybe Patrick Mahomes, he might be right there for MVP. I I don't know what his odds are, Jay, but you can tell me. I'm sure that plus
2: one fifty. He's like three, on three
3: to one. I think he's right? like co-second no, like one... choice. Yeah, he's Already like he plus
0: 150.
3: No, Mahomes dropped, was like
0: even money, it was like plus 100, and he's like plus one. I mean, to me, Hertz is the MVP of the league as of right now. We still have five teams left, so it's a moot point. Um, I mean, unless you want to bet it, but um, yeah, I mean, you guys said it all. It was just, you know, they had how many drives then that, that first two drives that they had. Uh, penalty, 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 and it's like third and long. You're like, oh, this drives over, and boom, easy first down. Boom, yeah, yeah. easy first down, touchdown. It's like, how often do you see that many penalties and still score? Um, you know, at, at this point, like you, the Eagles are just a good team. I know you, you know, a lot of people still, you know, nitpick at this and nitpick at that. They're a good football team. That every test they get, they go out and they pass it. I mean, anybody that's listening to the show doesn't knows my what I thought of hurts before the season. The guy doesn't... The guy... I I, can't, I never watch a game where he almost throws an interception. You, you never feel like, wow, and, he, that was a dumb decision. Throw, I, I still don't like his throw motion. It's like over the top. Yeah, like, but it's every... He, like, well, I, I mean, he made, he's the Trey Turner of there. football, though, right? He's he's very effortlessly when he throws the ball. Even when he's running, you're like, well, he's not really moving that fast. And guys yeah, can't catch just, him. And you're like, well, quick, I guess yeah, he is moving And he's fast. strong. So... Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. I, I mean, I watch Mahomes. I watch Allen. There's still two passes a game. Wow, that was a that was a questionable pass. That was risky. You know, good. He got lucky. That didn't get picked off. Hurts, you, you never do that with Hurts. I mean, so far, you know, obviously, yeah. But you, but you never, he never putting the ball in places it shouldn't be. And it's not but, like his guys are wide open. I mean, he's throwing the windows that, you know, he's just
3: his decision. No, I, the touchdown that got wow. called back against Brown and the, and the one that he caught over the guy, those were like, they yeah. couldn't be anywhere else. Like they were perfect, like where they had to be. And he's just, and he's throwing guys open now, or he's, re, he's he knows they're going to break, and he's putting the ball there before they even make the break. It's been great progression this year, without a doubt.
1: Well, it's it's amazing yeah, I mean, what a great offensive line is going to do for you, right? I and mean, it's amazing what a great offensive line does for a quarterback. We're seeing that this year, making what we thought was an average or maybe even below average quarterback an MVP candidate
0: uh there's no question the offense line but i mean i don't want i don't i don't like saying that because i feel like it's takes takes away from him no which is partly true but yeah. i mean i've seen teams with good offensive lines where their quarterback still doesn't make the right decision still makes bad passes still i mean he's it's just his he just has been flawless so far um his run pass options for the most part are usually the right decision he you know he knows when to tuck it he knows when to hand it off um, but you also got to give credit to 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 Sirian and Steichen, too. I mean, they're 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 yeah. part of the reason why he's he's Definitely. where he's at right now. Uh, this is
3: what the first time key, since yeah. high school he's had the same offensive coordinator two years yeah. in a row. I think so.
2: I think I think a, a key is what Meeker said though. You know, the offensive line touch wood has stayed healthy all year, right? One of those guys goes out, and then you know. It's, yeah, I, you the remember the first
0: the first Dallas game? They were they had 20 points on the board, and Lane Johnson got hurt, and then they you know. Right. after that, their offense yep. looked totally different. Totally you know, different when there's so a weak out. link there, it,
1: it La- sometimes. Lane Johnson is the only right tackle in football that hasn't given up a sack this year. The only
0: one. Yeah. Yes, but also where it was a play where Hertz like juked out of a out of a sack yeah. and stood uh, up and threw the ball. That was on that was on Lane Johnson. So I mean yeah. sometimes. I mean the one the ones that I was
3: surprised at in looking just before we, we came on here was like Hertz is, is near the league lead in, in sacks taken. Now I don't know how many of those are like plays where he ran out of bounds right before the line of scrimmage and that counts as a sack. It don't so, seem like he takes a lot of sacks. No, advice. and that's it was a little higher. It was a little higher. Justin Fields is like well way ahead as like number one, but Hertz was up there. Like he's top level of like pretty much just about any stack except for like passing yards where he's top ten. But sacks was one that he was high. And it just the way the offensive line is played you're not thinking that, oh, he's he's not getting sacked five times a game, but it's been, like, two every game on average, and it's just added up to be, like, you know, whatever it is at this point. But, I
0: mean, there has been moments at games where the offensive line in pass protection hasn't been incredible as much as they have been in the run game. Um, but it's never been almost a full game. It's, like, a few a few possessions, and then you see some sort of adjustment made, um, and then they kind of get it back together. I mean, for what it's worth, Mario has been – average at best as a, as a left tackle. I mean, he's made –
3: he's yeah had some very poor games. and, and he, poor he's, he's got a problem with speed rushers coming off the edge.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that hasn't got corrected yet with uh, Stoutland as the coach. I mean, you know, I know he does that quick drop step to get the advantage where it looks like they're going off sides. Um, they, that usually gonna get, mitigates it. They're going
2: to get a couple of tests coming off because, you know, Giants could, could get to the quarterback. Um, Tampa Bay – Dallas of course. So, you know, those, I don't they don't do good. they
0: play Tampa? I believe no. they
3: play the, the Bucs, right?
0: Oh, they don't play the bucks? Nah. See, no. Dallas okay. plays them, but I don't think Giants do twice. Okay.
3: Dallas uh Bears and Chicago. Saints. Yeah. Yeah, okay. those teams.
0: Think, not, oh, bring talking about the Saints out. I, I I went to bed. That was a great win for the Saints, right? Speaker? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: No they
2: oh,
0: well, won for me because I had I had plus three.
2: Yeah, even. no plus, comment. I, up. I won.
1: I, I, I went won to bed. I woke up. I bet it. on that. Show Jason that one. It was kind of a kind of a lucky one. It
2: doesn't count with with your uh, your
0: your own no, we'll, show bet. We'll we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get um, to that. All right, let's mm. let's progress on to the Eagles Giants. Where we think um, I think that line's sitting at about seven right now. Jason, what was your settlement on the? Uh, that game
2: yeah i i just i think the giants are a fraud i i've said it before I, I i'm just not a not a fan of that team uh sometimes sometimes the meadowlands is a house of horrors for the eagles uh i don't see it i think the eagles easily win the game probably by 10 um I, I i again i'm just not a big fan of the giants i i think they're
0: yeah uh, they last week too was they had some questionable calls with an overtime being i said dave
2: i Dable was very exposed last week. He's he he start, he's
0: a little too conservative. I know some of his players have come out this week on Twitter or Instagram yeah. complaining about playing time and he's last he's yeah. fighting with them. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. A couple a couple of times last week
2: I was like, What the hell is Dable doing? Like, you know. So I I I think they win the game. Um the only thing that concerns me is, you know, I always have in the back of my mind when the Giants and the Eagles offense was it 10 12 years ago was unstoppable with Vic and they were putting up you know video game numbers and all of a sudden they hit the Giants and the Giants figured out some kind of blitz on Vic and that was the end so that always like is in the back of my mind yeah well even
0: last year one of Hertz's worst games was
2: was against the Giants it was it was horrible in that game at the Meadowlands yeah you're right so but I you know I, I don't I don't I don't think they have any problems winning this game
0: Chalky
3: yeah, I, I I would agree. Um, the Giants, I believe, I couldn't find the exact stat. They're one of the more frequent blitzing teams, I think, in Martindale's scheme, and that's yeah, I mean, one Martindale, of the potential concerns that's... I would say. But they're 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 banged up. Uh, Lawrence, I think, is is questionable. But you know, Thibodeau th- has been playing a little better. He can start the year, and so they can, they can get a rush on, and, and with the blitz, it could cause some issues. I think rain is in the forecast, but it's not supposed to be a torrential downpour. But who knows what that turf—whether somebody's going to get hurt or yeah. whatever. Um, but I think, you know, it's it almost like they were playing for the tie. Um, oh,
0: that's what it looked like. And it's I like mean, that was—I mean, like to me,
3: I, they have—you know—they they have a game yeah, lead Washington. over Washington, but Washington has a much easier schedule the rest of the way. So, like, you real Giants really needed to win that game. Like a tie keeps them same in the standings, but they don't have the leeway after that. So why they weren't a little more aggressive for the win kind of surprised me, uh, to be honest, yeah, and, but,
0: and you could, I mean, get I, it I, with circumstance, like Washington were, was backed up on the goal line and that's when they got a little bit conservative, but then the giants had the ball, like the, Forty-two yard line, and we're still playing conservative yeah. to, to to kick a fifty-five yard field goal, or fifty-eight yard field goal. Right, they were, that you helped. know, they're
3: letting the clock run in overtime, seeming for no reason. Like it's like they just they wanted that they wanted to try a fifty whatever yard field goal to win the game, and they weren't concerned about anything else. Like you know, and now Jones did miss a couple of throws. I think either it was early overtime or late in the regulation. That if one of those hits. They win the game probably in regulation. Yeah, but, but
0: that's uh, but that's Jones. You don't even have to mention Jones yeah. missing a throw. That's just um, you could say he made a throw. That would be surprising.
3: Yeah. I mean, Barkley will probably get some run the yards, but I don't know if he'll get consistently enough. I mean, I I'm thinking you know, I'd say the weather plays a little bit apart, maybe a 24-13 game, um, but I think the Eagles probably should win by 10 points or more. Meek.
1: Well, I mean, if they're going to follow the Washington playbook, they're going to play it like that's you know, it's the only game the Eagles have lost, and just kind of mimic that, they can kind of do that with the way they play the game, you know, with Saquon and Daniel Jones can run. I think they're – they think they'll play a little bit of a different game than Tennessee when it comes to rushing because they like to get Barkley more in space and, like, you know, on the edge rather than straight ahead. I don't know if that matters, uh, but I think the Eagles are going to win the game pretty easily too. I'm 30-17 to 17 is my prediction on it. Um, but, yeah, getting back to what you were saying, Chalky, like neither team in that game was aggressive in trying to win that game uh, against Washington last week. And <clears throat> it used to be Riverboat Ron, but Riverboat Ron must have died because he had a chance to go for it on fourth and three, I think it was, inside of Giants territory in overtime and over time decided to punt. I don't know what's going on there, but neither team looked like they were trying to win the game. They both were playing for the tie.
3: Well, I thought because you took you took Washington minus two and a half, right last Correct. week. Correct. So they they were down by seven late, <laughs> and I really thought they were going to go for two, and you were going to get again for another week screwed out of a chance <laughs> oh, yeah, for an overtime cover. <laughs> and they they still didn't get it done, but I, I thought that was coming for sure. They were going to go for two and end the game either way. Yep.
1: Well, I thought. That yeah,
3: was- I don't, I don't,
0: I don't see this as a as a close game as well. Twenty four seven. I I don't. I don't see how the Giants even score many points. And Daniel Jones is is wretched. I don't I don't know how else. To, I mean, he's oh, horrible. Um, they don't have so a whole lot on the
1: outside, though, either. I mean, they don't have, like, really good skills. They could have
0: Jerry Rice, Doesn't Terrell matter. Owens. He's just a
1: bad quarterback. He's a, he's bad, a bad
0: He's bad. He, I don't think he's right-handed. I think he's left-handed, first of all, the way he throws. <laughs> he's it.
2: like a... a Good backup quarterback. Yeah, he's a backup he's quarterback. Like,
0: he can come in, win a game midway through the game. Yeah. He can win the next game and run around. On, on, right. on that subject, though, long-term.
1: like at this point in the season, like if they make the playoffs, the Giants, they have to make a decision next year on him, right? So like. If they make the playoffs ah, he's mean, good enough to go with. He, I mean who, he is not, not, gonna not gonna be the quarterback
3: whether they make the playoffs or not. No. Unless they win the Super Bowl, yeah. even then they might let him walk away like the Ravens let Trent Dilfer walk away. He's not he will yeah. not be Especially
0: quarterback with Dable, like a newer coach. He's stuck with the guy now, but he, that, this is not his his, his you know, quarterback. Yeah. But if you're um, right, even well, you
1: have no one to and you have no free agents out there, do you have to do you have to go with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, they might. You, you, I mean, I know what you're saying. But
3: yeah. you, you, I mean, they're not going
0: to have a top not, ten like, draft. unless they will likely, see so, somebody else that he can like turn into a better quarterback that is available who's maybe not thought of. But yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's move to uh, the, our favorite our favorite portion of the show least favorite. It's the, it's the recap of the league and the picks recap. That's my favorite part, I can say. For <laughs> always sure. a fun, always a fun part of the show.
2: So uh, we will start with the league stats again. So we'll start with over/under. Um, like I said, uh, I'm starting to think that the, that uh, Vegas has adjusted to these to these massive unders that that have been happening in the beginning of the year. So um, there were seven overs and eight unders this week. Uh, over still, under still way outperforming over 82 overs, 113 unders on the year. The public's been pretty, pretty good. Not, not great, but not bad with their over under picks. They were nine and six this week, they're 94 and 100 on the year. And then the spread, uh, was a little bit of a public week. Uh, seven and eight they went, so they're 87 and 104 on the year with,
0: uh, with their spread. So we will continue to fade the public. Jason, do you have the uh, favorites versus the underdog? Didn't the favorites have like a really good week last week? that I did I see?
2: Yeah, favorites were ridiculous. Like I
0: ridiculous, I, I think. Right.
2: I think it was uh, if there were what was there, thirteen games, fourteen games, or fifteen games. I'm not sure. It might have been like only one loss for. Yeah. Like, right. Favorites.
0: Okay. I, I think you saw the same thing. I saw that. Yeah. That's what that. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was like 12 and one going into probably guess, the Monday Chiefs. Night.
2: The Chiefs might have been the only favorite. Well, that the, lost, the
0: Giants, play. I guess, didn't lose. Washington
2: they covered. The Washington's
3: favorite. favorite didn't
0: cover. They didn't. So
2: they tied. They didn't lose basically
0: on the money line, but on the point spread, the yeah. dog, the dog covered that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. whatever it was, it was. Um, I know it was a heavily favorite, favorite week for what, it, yeah, for what it's worth.
2: Yeah. So that will bring us to our pick review. And uh, once again, we had uh, one guy who went 3-0, and and that was Tommy. I so think that's 8-0-1 oh one. One
0: in the last three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
2: you've been on fire for sure. Uh, you had the Raiders minus one, you had the Eagles minus four and a half, and you had the 49ers minus four.
0: So you went 3-0. and That's without a quarterback, uh, too. Myself, we, we, I went – What's, what that, was that the Niners point? game was missing a quarterback for half the game too, and still covered the forty. Yeah,
2: yeah, they they dominated that game uh, even without the quarterback. But uh, I went two and one. I also had the Raiders, so that was a win for me. Um, I did have the Jaguars, which was not a win. I was way off on that one, and I had the 49ers, so uh, I was two and one. Chalky went one and two. Um, he lost his top pick which was the jacksonville and detroit under 51 he had the 49ers which was a win but then he lost the jets and vikings um under Um, thank god thank god because i
3: never would have heard the end of it if all three of us lost that game so at least if i had picked one one to win like i'm glad it was that one yeah, yeah how games. often
0: do you get three 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 of us pick the same game and it all wins. I'm pretty sure I that's know. the first time. I think there a year. was a I think we where there was a one one person he didn't pick it. I think that's what saved us.
2: One person did not pick it. Mm-hmm. Um and we will get to that person now. So Meeker went one and two.
0: Hey, you gotta
2: win He he got a win, but he lost his best bet again. Um so what what was that uh What's the, the best bet on in, in uh on T V? What is it, the late the pick forward at Los Alamitos? Is the that best the bet, best yeah, bet? Race, the late, you know, the early pick, pick, pick the best forward, bet race. Yeah. The best bet in football is fading Meeker's best bet. <laughs> <laughs> so good old, good old Ron
1: Rivera <laughs> strikes again.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's always uh it's always blaming somebody else and not the guy who picked the bad Made the bad pick. But uh commanders, uh he had minus two and a half, as we said, they tied, so that would mean it was a loss. He had the Dallas and Colts under and um, Dallas, scored, Dallas, uh, <laughs> Dallas scored it by twenty themselves. <laughs> so that was a loss. The defense and scored, then out, went over is on their own, I think. The defense went over. And then he got a a very lucky late Packers touchdown, uh, and he actually got the over in the Bears-Packers game. So he was able to salvage a win with that uh, late touchdown by the Packers. So that brings us to our overall standings. Um, We'll start with Tommy, who's in first place with us. He's 21-10-2. His profit is 1024 31% 31% ROI, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, I'm next. I'm 23.15 and 1, plus 588 profit, 15% ROI. Chalky is 16.22 and 1, uh, minus 764, minus 20%. And <laughs> Meeker Meeker's 14 and 22, minus 937 <laughs> and minus 26%. Are- <laughs> over overall we're still down on the pod we're 79 76 and 6 minus 339 minus 2.1% so we're not too bad and i, I i'll take blame uh, uh, best best bets. A, this is,
0: i'll take blame on that i need to do a better job put put you guys in a better situation to for the pod to have better a better situation, yeah.
2: okay. so the best bets this is the most i think this is the most important stat we're of sure all cuz like, you
1: know,
2: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to you I'm 93 and 1 plus 516, 40% ROI. Tommy's 8 2 and 1 plus 653, 59% ROI. Chalky was hanging in there. He's had a couple of bad weeks in a row. He's now 5-7 and 1, minus 246, minus 19%. And then we
0: get the Meeker.
2: <laughs> Meeker is 2-10 and ten on his best. <laughs>
0: I, you know what I, I meant to do it. I was I was gonna have a, a chicken make some best bet picks for each week. And but see
2: at what they... point? At what point do you just start to doing the opposite <laughs> yeah, on your best gotta, bet? Got
1: to be Costanza and just do the opposite.
2: <laughs> just do do the opposite. I hope I hope our listeners are doing the opposite. They're probably in in uh, somewhere in the Pacific, in an island somewhere. If they're not
0: doing the opposite, they're on the side of a road in a carboard box. But that is true. It, they're
2: probably hitchhiking.
0: I would like to. I would like to to say. I mean, we 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 break Meeker's balls, but I, I think some we got to start going after Chalky a little bit here too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so so so. I mean, well, his, I I I, I requested I requested
3: the pod stats this morning from Jason and did a little analysis. So. The the second best bet is to fade whatever my third choice is, because that's almost <laughs> as bad as Meeker's best choice. If you take if we were if we only pick two games, I'd be about even for the season. Because my second choice is a positive two something, my best bet is a negative two something. I'm negative seven hundred and something on the third choice, so which means I'm only good for two, so you know, but you know to fade the third no matter what. Because I'm the only one who hasn't lost sprinter. all three games. But I think I'm the only one who hasn't won all three games either at any point this year. <laughs> this so. is good this is
2: good information for our listeners because if you fade Meeker's first pick and you fade Chalky's third
3: pick, oh my God. <laughs> I mean the books will ba- the you? books you will limit tired. you to fifteen
1: dollars a game.
2: Yeah, you won't be allowed to bet. Yeah. Would you be and twenty and four?
1: Twenty and four for this season. Is that what that would be? If you picked the opposite? That's amazing. Close to it, yeah. <laughs>
0: Pretty much, and, and Jason. Uh, right. So you know, what is our what is our Twitter pick? You can follow us at Broad Street Hustle on Twitter. But what we, we do get out of a, a good Twitter point. Pick. What, what is that record? Yeah,
2: so our Twitter pick. You made a good point there. We're eight, three, and one now in the NFL, and then we even had a college game last week that hit. So. Um, not sure what our overall college record is, but I, I, I will say – I know it's positive, but I will say that our NFL is 8-3-1. So we are on fire there. I think it's three in a row now. We, we actually started 5-0. and o, We lost three in a row, and now we won three in a row. So, uh, you know, profitable. If you're listening and you're following us on Twitter, you
0: should be profiting. Okay, and that wraps up our, our picks recap. And now it's time. As we close out the show for our actual picks, and uh, I think at this point it's it's it should be the the what we follow each week. We're we're gonna go right to Meeker for his three, his three picks. So I'm doing the opposite. Everybody. We...
1: it's the opposite time. I'm, I've slated these three picks a certain way, but now I'm changing them as per Chalky. Let's do the same thing with you, Chalky. But I'm gonna take the Lions minus one and a half. I think that's a little bit of a shady line. And here goes Chalky. He picks the Lions also, it looks like. So make that your third pick. Um, I think it's a shady line. I mean, I I know the Lions are playing pretty good, but uh, 94% of the money in Vegas is on the Lions, but 51% of the bets is on Minnesota. So I'm gonna use your guys' rationale on this one. Take the Lions minus one and a half. Second pick is gonna be Kansas City. Kansas City's laying nine and a half. I don't usually like to lay that many points, but Denver's got some injury problems. They're pathetic on offense. Mahomes has beaten Denver nine straight times, and after their last three losses, Kansas City, they've dropped 40-plus points on whoever they played. So I think that it's time for a beatdown for Denver this week, and Kansas City wins by, like, two touchdowns easy. Third pick for me is going to be over in the Cincinnati-Cleveland game. I think the under over there is 46 and a half. Bengals are getting it all together so offense is looking really good the offensive line which wasn't very good early in the season is playing very well the Sean Jackson's back so maybe he shook, shook off some rust from last week and maybe Cleveland scores like at least 15 20 points but I think the Bengals score like 30 points because Cleveland's defense is terrible so I think that goes over 46 and a half so there you I, go. Th-
2: I thought it was for I have 47 and a half Chalky what, what do you have
3: uh 46. Browns, Bengals, forty six. Forty
2: six? Yeah. Forty six. Forty six flat. 46. And 46 it's uh and it's Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun. No, I'm sorry. So what, what did Deshaun, you, you took uh, over, right? Deshaun That's Watson. minus one
3: fifteen. Minus one fifteen. Minus
0: one fifteen on the forty six. And, and it's uh Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Jackson. And he, he probably did what rub did out some of the, uh, kinks that he was I mean uh yeah. show, choke off, not rubbed out. I apologize for that. Alright, Chalky. Who's next? what what was I I I think nobody got that subtle joke. Uh, Chalky, go
3: ahead. I got it, yeah. Um Alright, so shady line of the week. Detroit. <laughs> Which means these guys probably have the Vikings lined up or they do now. Um Although if we're using DraftKings, Detroit's minus two, not the one and a half. So minus two. Right, so minus one ten.
2: Don't try
1: to cheat, maker. Um, using DraftKings or uh, Vegas Insider.
3: I'm on Draft, draft ju- using DraftKings draft for the line. Draft Vegas Kings Insider. We've we used
0: half. all year, and we've we've referenced them for every podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Lions because
3: Vikings yourself. are 10 and Vikings are 10 and two, and Lions are, are you know improving, but it would seem that they shouldn't be favorite. But uh, Vikings have less yards per play than their opponents by significant margin, and it's just. They're getting a lot of the luck with the close games. They should have lost the Jets game, but they didn't, among others. Anyway, uh, we'll go with the Lions, <clears throat> um, minus two. Um, and then, you know, Jason was successful with the overs, and I sort of followed that a little bit, uh, unders, excuse me, and just looking at the stats. Our last 10 unders bets amongst everybody, Tom hasn't really bet the totals like that, have all lost. And 11 of the last 13 have lost over the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go back to overs in two games, which worked for me successfully. Somehow, um, uh, my second choice will be overs in the uh, Chiefs Broncos game. So, Chris, still on your second pick. At, You've
0: been talking for hours.
3: At minus one fifteen. <laughs> so forty-four minus one fifteen in the uh, Chiefs Broncos game. 40 forty-four. How much? Minus one fifteen. And uh, I will stick overs in the Jets Bills game. That is over forty-three at minus one o five.
0: All right, and I'll, I'll, I'll go now. So, in full disclosure, I did not really care for this week. I know I'm probably just trying to protect my record by saying that. I am due for a bad week, and I think it, it will be this one. Um, my top pick, and I'm going to test the theory out. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to keep it going. My top, and, and you see my record. You see what I've been. My top pick is the Lions at minus two. Obviously, it's a shady line. Um, it scares me that the Magoos, the Mr. Magoos also saw that that was a shady line. Um, so it does scare me. But I'm going to test it. I want to test the Meeker theory out. I'm going to stick with it. If the Lions lose this game, we, we have proof that the Meeker, the Meeker force is in full effect. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the Lions minus two. Um, then my second pick was another shady line, I thought, which is Carolina plus four and a half at minus 110. And Seattle should be lying way more than four and a half against Carolina that makes no sense um, mm-hmm. and then for my third pick I was I was kind of in between some games but you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Eagles which I went with last week uh, minus seven minus 110 that's another shady line I mean seven points on the road to a division uh, that's a lot of points and the money right now is on the Giants and the line is the line is at the key went to the key number where it was it was at six and a half here here and there, um, I mean that's telling me Vegas is protecting themselves. So, you know they they think the Eagles are going to take care of that game handling. We all did too um, when we spoke earlier. So I'm going to go with that Eagles minus seven. There's my three. Jason, bring us home. Well, um, unfortunately.
2: Four for four? I had the Lions as well as my top pick. However, however, I'm gonna go Lions money line. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play around. So with maybe that'll games. be
0: the trick. Maybe the Lions will win by one.
2: Yes, I'm doing Lions minus minus one thirty for the money line. So I was, you know, in these last segments, I was glad Chalky was talking and all because I'm like turning, thinking like, do I change this Lions pick? Do I, you know, am I gonna move it, slot it down, or? I'm keeping it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it, and we'll just blame Meeker if we lose. That's all. Um, my second pick as well, Tom, is the Carolina Panthers because <laughs> it's almost that like is we see a these shady games line. <laughs> yes, yeah, it kind of seems it. Um, way shady. I and mean, why is that line only four or four and a half? It's that's crazy. So I'm I'm going Panthers there. And then I I actually like two games. Two other games. Um, I had it. Pick one of them. So I'm going to actually take the Ravens plus two. I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan. I I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's much of a difference between this guy, this Hundley guy, and Jackson. I mean, Jackson's probably better, but this guy's not bad. He's going to play the same, so they're not going to really have to change the offense for him. Pittsburgh's a little bit of a fraud to me. I don't, they're favored in this game. I'll take plus two with the Ravens minus 110 as my third pick. I do like as my fourth pick, which is not an official pick. I do think the Browns' line is shady as well against the Bengals. Yeah, I was, I was I the same. I
0: just, I just don't trust Watson yet. I don't know what to expect from him. But I thought that was shady, very shady. I, I don't as well. either. But but why is that line? So yeah, since that he's coming know, off another big win, they got a lot of steam. With, yeah. you know, in the futures, it's like strange. Isn't isn't Burrow like strange. zero and four against
3: the Browns or something like that? He is.
0: He struggles against them, different but different. I mean. I don't know. I, I don't so, know how much I'm not, Vegas I'm not, puts I'm not, in that.
3: Okay. We moved the
1: two points since right, so the open it was three and a half now it's five and a half, right? Uh, it's
2: uh, yeah, it's like five and a half. So yeah,
0: six, you, you got to watch. Six. Sometimes that Vegas Insider opening line is is not necessarily like what it opened this week, but it might have been like what the line was a couple weeks ago or whatever. I've noticed some sometimes that opening line is just not always the real opening line. Um, th- that was episode 31 of uh, Broad Street Hustle. Remember, as we mentioned, follow us on Twitter at Broad Street Hustle. We will give out a best bet. Uh, I mean, I guess you could probably guess what it is if the four guys all had one pick, but we'll say maybe, Vikings uh, plus two. Maybe maybe we protect ourselves <laughs> on that on that Twitter pick. <laughs> so we'll say this will be an interesting, uh, uh, you know, what it what do they call it, like a. Uh, the scientist uh, scientists do tests, hypotheses of, of if meek if really the 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 forces with Meeker here. So we shall see. But that's it. Good night.